This mini-sode is powered by Axbats. So you talked about competition a little bit, and I am really excited to ask you this question, but how do you guys integrate competition into practices? Uh, depends on kind of the time of the year. Depends on where we're at. You know, I'll give the quick example. Uh, when we're in our individual sessions, okay, and, and yeah, you mentioned the link to our, our three-year progress with the driveline program and using run and guns and plow velo. Again, we use the radar gun as a tool for measuring. And you want to get kids ultra competitive in your off season or what we call our on season, throw a radar gun up, whether they are throwing a baseball, uh, throwing a plow ball, if it's a plow velo session and put them in a small group and watch them go crazy. I mean, watch them all of a sudden you'll see a kid and I go back into, okay, there was a, a documentary a few years ago um, on the Duke Blue Devils and talk about Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley and their relationship and how Christian Leitner wasn't this, you know, in your face, tough guy, you know, lighting teammates up to, to motivate them. He was a very, you know, very kind of passive, very quiet. And Mike Krzyzewski talks about how you know, he developed that and, and coached that and got it out of Christian and made him into the player that he was. And that kind of clicked in my head, like, and we have some kids like that that come in that, you know, they're a good athlete, but they have no idea how to compete. And I think a lot of that has to do with they've never failed. Uh, they, they've always been the guy when they come out of their program. Now they come into a program, you know, like ours or a lot of college programs and looking around going, well, that guy's pretty good. Well, that guy's really good. Yeah, everyone here is pretty good. And so now some of them tend to shy away from that, and then some guys tend to embrace it. So I think you can definitely develop that and a more, com- you know, building that competitive fire in guys. And some guys have it, and some guys really don't. And you have to, you can teach that, you can develop that. Another way how we do it is again, I met, I talked about it before. We measure exit velocity. All the time. We're fortunate enough this past year, uh, a local indoor facility called The Yard, Adam and Shannon Gold, own this place here in Mason City. And we came to an agreement uh, and, and they were very, very welcoming for us and you know, said we can use it at any time. And they have a hit tracks uh, in their facility. And so you're looking at launch angles. You're looking at exit velocities, hard hit ball percentage. You want to see guys get competitive. Throw a couple guys in the cage and say, okay, I want you to take five swings here at a 20 degree launch angle between 15 and 20 degrees. And you have to be at your average exit velocity or higher and watch guys compete. Watch guys get after it. Well, this guy went 101. Man, I got to get in there. I got to go 101.1. You know, watch, watch them really compete. This guy just hit. You know, three doubles in a row off the hit tracks, off the wall. Okay, I, I now I got to get after. I got to match him or do it better. And you you see that come out of guys, and you don't have to tell them anything. You don't have to coach anything. You just watch, you you put them in that environment and you watch them get after it. it. It's really fun to watch, and you see some guys that you're like, man, I didn't know that kid had it in him. But all of a sudden, you throw a radar gun up in front of him, and you got a guy. There there was two kids we had, and and. Uh, Tony Grabowski, who's at Stephen F. Austin, not far from me down in Nacogdoches, and then uh, Dan's down at UNCG. And these two always wanted to be paired up together in run and gun pulldowns because they wanted to go at it. It was like two bulls just, you know, you know, hitting horns. 
they wanted to just go at it. You know, Dan would throw a five ounce down at, you know, at 99. You know, Tony had to be at 99.1. And again, just watch it. And there'd be days where Dan would just kick Tony's rear end and Tony would walk out of there just, he would just be madder than hell. I mean, he'd be just madder than a hornet, man. And it was awesome to see because this is in November. We're not playing games. We're, we're just competing. We're going at it. We're putting them in an environment where they're constantly competing. And we talked about it earlier in the last question with, with the weight room. Okay. We're trying to match guys up in, in sets of three, uh, in, in groups of three. You watch a guy, well, this guy's squatting the house today. I got, I got to match him. You know, I, I got to go, I got to go outwork him. And again, that just continues to push each other. So now you're building a, a team dynamic of competition as well. So getting back into practice, there are days where I will say, okay, guys, you know, Sean and I talked. I want, we want 130 home runs hit in batting practice today. Here's what our, our rounds are going to be. How many programs are going to do that? Tell me how many programs in America are going to tell guys to go hit home runs. All right. And you watch guys compete and they're, they're trying to work their swings there and they're not trying again. They're not trying just to, you know, swing out their shoes and look like idiots. I mean, they're trying to take their best swing and hit a ball as hard as possible at a certain launch angle and let's launch the baseball. And we're trying to go at all different parts of the ballpark. Again, you want to see guys get competitive. Oh, that guy just hit three in that round. I got to get in there and hit four. And again, there's all different kinds of ways that we can do that uh, in our drill series sets. I, I watched a video this year. Uh, it came out, and I, and again, I can't remember the company that it was for. I think it was a back company. And it was with Ian Gensler and a couple other big leaguers. And they're with a, a Navy SEAL. They're out on a shooting range. It's probably in Texas somewhere, probably right in your backyard, man. Uh, but they're out on a range, and the Navy SEAL, they're, you know, they're just out there shooting a target at whatever, 100, 150 yards away, and they're doing it no problem. And then the Navy SEAL talks about them, you know, hey, in your batting practice, have you ever tried to get your heart rate up or, or put you in a high-anxiety moment before you go in and, and, and swing? And you know, Kinsler's like, nah, I never really thought of that. I want to try that. And then he puts them through that on the shooting range. So they have to go like do 10 burpees. You know, they have a cooler there. They got to do like 20 overhead press, sprint up this hill and then try to shoot a target. And they're just miss, miss. And, you know, the, you can tell they're, they're heavy breathing or, you know, they're having a hard time focusing and, you know, their success rate isn't very good. And so then at the end of it, you know, they're talking about it. And each one of them gave a different answer of what they were thinking and what they were feeling when it came up to shoot that gun. And, and they're talking about, oh, you know, I try to get my breath or oh, it's so hard for me to focus. Or oh, I think one of them said, man, I, I was more worried about you guys laughing at me, you know, something like that. And again, I mean, those those are big leaguers right there giving way different answers in the same setting. And so I thought about this and this is indoors right now. And, you know, we're always trying to make it ultra competitive. So I, and I didn't tell the guys what we were doing. We were doing our drill series sets. And all of a sudden I'd just be like, you know, pitchers stand over on the side and I'd be like, do 10 burpees and you know, we'd go through our drill series set and I'd tell guys to stop. All right. Now I want you guys to sprint up and down the court three times. Now go back to your positions and let's go through. And we did this probably five or six times. And they'd say, go, go run. Now come back to your position. Now we'll take you through your drill set, series set again and watch guys are heavy breathing. You know, they're, they're, they're all kind of panning and they're wondering what the heck's going on. And so afterwards, and I asked I asked the group, I said, how many of you thought that was punishment? And almost probably 90% of them raised their hand. And none of them understood what we were doing. And all we were trying to do 
was put them in a training environment where, okay, I got to try to catch my breath or man, my heart rate's elevated and try to get them to focus and put them in a high anxiety moment to where they have to go execute in this, in this setting, it happened to be defensively. And so that was one way where we could kind of ramp up the pressure, if you will. And it was a lot of fun to watch. And we kind of did that leading into our opening weekend because uh, anytime you go south and the teams maybe played 10 to 15 games, they're a little more seasoned than you are at that point of the year. And the teams that we go play, you know, down south, I mean, they're, they're pretty good, man. Uh, it's pretty high anxiety moments. So that was one way that we could kind of build competition uh, and change kind of the environment, if you will, and make it try to as game-like as possible. XBAT has a special offer for our listeners. The XBAT Speed Trainers, powered by Driveline Baseball, are a revolutionary bat speed training system that utilizes a mix of overload and underload weighted training bats to promote bat speed, power, and precision hitting. This month, Axe released their newest training bat, the Axe Long Trainer. The Long Trainer is a 37-inch, 37-ounce training bat that helps high school, college, and pro hitters improve their bat path and increase bat speed. It comes with data-driven training programs from Driveline Baseball for in-season and off-season development. Go to axbat.com and use our code AOTC at checkout to save 10% on your purchase of Axbat training products, including all of the Axbat speed trainers and wood bats. Axbat, your fastest swing starts now. Well, I know there was one thing that really caught my eye, and you haven't mentioned it yet, and that was hitter versus pitcher in the cages. Uh, yeah, so we get to a certain point uh, where we feel the pitchers are ready to go and our hitters, you know, we're coming off a, you know, a Christmas break where guys are away for a month. And that's probably the most, <laughs> you know, probably the scariest time of the year for a coach because you have no idea. I mean, you give them the tools of, all right, here's what you got to go do. Here's your plan. They have to go do it. And I think a lot of times the hardest part about that is players will tell you is I don't have my teammates around to hold me accountable, to push me. And so, you know, getting back back to your question then, I mean, we want to get to a certain point where we're ready to go. We're pretty fortunate at our rec center. We have a 70-foot-long cage. And so, you know, we can get the full catcher, hitter, and the pitcher in there. And we call it cage matches. You know, we, we, and we, we kind of build it up a little bit that, all right, it, it's, it's the live cage matches on Friday. And you see hitters getting ready to go. Pitchers are talking smack to the hitters in the dorms. I mean, it's... And they're getting ramped up and ready to go. And we try to put it as, as live as possible, like it's an inter-squad scrimmage. And, again, you're trying to get in the flow and the rhythm of a game. And, I mean, it is ultra-competitive. And yeah, early on, yeah, does, does the the edge go to the pitchers? Sometimes, yeah, hitters are trying to get their timing down and those type of things. But, I mean, there are days in there uh, where, you know, a pitcher might throw a good inning and you'll see hitters kind of get themselves together and be like, you know, we've got to be better, you know, whatever. And uh, it kind of turns in kind of the offense versus the defense, if you will, in football. And it brings out, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of competitive spirit, if you will. And it's fun to watch. I'll purposely, you know, make a bad call. You know, whoever's, I'll tell, hey, squeeze this guy. Junior college umpires are sometimes not very good. You know, okay, umpires, you're going to run into some guys that they're going to squeeze you. They're going to make a bad call. Or you know, I'll call a pitch that's maybe six inches off the edge, and 
watch how the hitter reacts. Okay. There's a certain way that you have to react and you, you can't let your emotions show or, you know, whatever it is you're facing adversity again. So, you know, instead of just, oh, la di da, we're out here just getting our work in. No, we're making it live setting. We might, you know, say, okay, for this pitcher, just for our, you know, our hitters to see it and for pitchers to get a feel, hey, every first pitch this inning is going to be a breaking ball. You know, just to get them to get the feel of getting a breaking ball over early in the count but also for our hitters to see that as well. And for our hitters to make decisions of, well, it's a hanging breaking ball in the count. Let's go. Let's go mash that. Or, hey, you know, if it's a breaking ball, something you can't elevate or hit hard, you let it go. Even if it's a strike, so what? That's a good take. You know, again, trying to teach them our offensive approach and teach pitchers kind of how we want to execute on the mound as well.